Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode and edition of the Mojo Market Report here on a feel-good football Friday. It is Dave Sturgio, Chris Gucci. A5 Anthony behind the glass here at Chop Studios. We're excited about this one. We had ourselves another uh, slow starting game last night, but it picked up, and you know we saw a little, uh, little something, something out of uh, both teams. Really, um, obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now dropped to three and five, which is like to me, it's just it's hard for me to, to fathom that. But at the same time, they're like in an okay spot at three and five. They are in a decent spot, as as decent a spot as you can be at three and five. But this is the first time in Tom Brady's career that he's under two games under five hundred. So let that sink ever in. ever. All right. So real quick on Tom Brady. Let that sink I, in. I, I know because it's, it's it's insane. Look, Tom Brady. I understand he threw the ball forty four times last night. He throws for three hundred twenty five yards. He he throws a touchdown. Right. He's also sacked three times. Lost twenty yards. So he's. A, a statue behind the line of scrimmage when when being rushed. I gotta say, I, I'm just gonna say this flat out. He's he's washed. It's done. He is literally, and this is no no BS. He is Carson Wentz. And when I say Carson Wentz, I mean it like this. Carson Wentz will throw dots, wait, wait, wait. dimes. And let's hear me out. This is this is where I'm at here. Carson Wentz will drop dimes, have these big games, 325, 350, 375 yards, three touchdowns, right? And then for every good game Carson Wentz throws. He's pitiful. Tom Brady is a fossil. It is shown, unfortunately, yes, his personal life got in the way right now. He is hurting. I understand he throws for 325 and a loss, but man, when he's throwing bad balls, he's spiking them into the earth. It sounds it's just like bad. It sounds like it's time to short Tom Brady. I think we said that already. Yeah, right? we did. Yeah, we it's, did it's, say it's that. Tom Brady Tom is Brady. toast. And it, there's, it is. New, there's a new report uh, that TMZ Sports came out. I don't know dun, what's dun, dun. TMZ Sports, but it seems like it. Uh, came out and said that there's a new ultimatum on the table and there is a chance for Tom Brady to get Giselle back, but he has to retire. <laughs> right now? And, well, no, no, no. Oh. He's going to finish <laughs> like, the season. Just call it quits. You know he's going to finish the season, but this is like the, the final straw, and I think it's it's time. Tom, it, it's, it's time. It's now. It's time but now. Dave, like, it's very slanderous to compare Tom Brady to Carson What I'm Wentz. saying that is... That is disrespectful. No, 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 I'm no. the most disrespectful guy <laughs> on earth when it comes to Tom Brady. You, my friend, just trumped that. All right, well... I, I, listen, and it's not for any other reason other than the fact that I watched this guy throw last night, and it was hard to watch. It was literally like every, and, and he's always doing this: you, 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 never me, me, me. There was plenty of times Father Lamar Jackson, time is Lamar undefeated. Jackson missed the mark on a lot of passes and did this right away. That's on me. That's on me. My guy, my bad. You know. Tom Brady is always yelling at somebody's face on the sidelines. He's pointing in the wrong direction. And look, I'm not going to take away a 300-yard performance. Yeah, sure. Mike Evans had himself a night. I mean, he was uh, six catches for 123 yards. That guy goes off, right? But the, the end result is a loss, and the Bucks look pitiful. That's all I'll say about the Bucks. all right? Top Movers. But there were other things that happened right before the game as we move into top movers for last night. Right before the game, actually, we were uh, venturing out and doing something with uh, with our company, and we got the alert that Kadarius Toney was on the move. The New York Giants trade away one of their receivers in, in, a, in a team where I, I think that they need receiver help, right? So there was apparently... No 
he's tweeting out like Willy Wonka. Did you see that meme, by the way? You know when Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory like is like doing the he's on the crutches, but then he and falls then he forward yeah, and then he yeah, like yeah, pops yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kadarius Tony's about to pull that. Yeah, I think he's okay. <laughs> I don't think he's hurt at all, actually. Um, but he's traded away for a third and a sixth. So the Giants, in in regard, they got some nice value for him. I think it's a conditional third, so it's not it's like a fourth, and it could turn into a third. I think it more than likely will because the the market was definitely. Uh, it, it impacted by impacted by this. I think if tremendously. the Chiefs have a deep playoff run, that's what makes it a third. And more than likely, if you're, you're looking at that, you know you're looking at the Chiefs as one of the upper upper teams of the league. But last night, Kadarius Tony moved right away because of the move from Daniel Jones to Patrick Mahomes. He's up 21. Mm. percent Okay, so that's a significant jump in his market right now. Right now, and, and just to give you an idea of where Kadarius Tony sits within the Mojo market. Guys like Christian Watson, who haven't done anything, he's behind Christian Watson. He's in front of a guy like K.J. Osborne, a fourth receiver over in in, uh, in Minneapolis, or a third receiver, really. Yeah, I think that But like, is, his value is very low right it's now. It's very low right now, and I still think, obviously, in the, there's a lot of room to grow inside that Kansas City offense. I think he's a perfect fit. He's... I saw some crazy stats. Uh, it might have actually been through Mojo yesterday where on the on the socials where they were talking about he has the most... Um, the most he's the highest juke percentage. I I've never seen that stat before. But <laughs> How many times he hit R one and Tony L1? is a shifty fella. We'll call him right. <laughs> uh, he could definitely he set the Giants' rookie record for receiving yards in a game with 189. So he has had moments where you could say, "Oh man, this this might be the one. Moment. This might be the this might be the guy." Singular. <laughs> um, very good spot for him to be in in Kansas City. I'm not really too happy about getting involved with most of the Kansas City pass catchers, but I think they made this trade for a specific reason. They had a real role that they needed filled, and Kadarius Toney's the guy. I'm curious, though, about the injury situation and what was going on with the Giants. I just they think keep the Giants didn't want to play him. I think that's what it was, too. Honestly. I don't think Kadarius Toney, and I want this is my opinion, I don't think Kadarius Toney was faking an injury to not play for the Giants and then is now acting like he's healthy. I think the Giants were holding him out, and that's part of where for the an injury reason, right? Where the frustration was. Sticky situation there in New York, but the market reflects it. All the other receivers on the Kansas City Chiefs, as, as far as Juju and Miko Hardman, they dropped a little bit because now there's only one ball to go around, and obviously Mahomes is getting himself a new toy. But at the same time, you know, if you're an investor in Juju Smith-Schuster or Miko Hardman. You're going to fall a little bit because you know that the target share will get dropped a little bit. And I'm not saying right away. Like, he'll work himself gotta, into the offense. see how it works, yeah. Yeah, so a big, big move uh, with, with the Giants. And like I said, the trade market, we made our trade predictions. We thought the Giants, or I thought the Giants were in on a and receiver, they and they are. still are. Yeah, I think They're, this was just a malcontent situation. Yeah. They did not want anything to do with the player. Yeah, absolutely. There were situations last year where he showed up to practice with, like, one shoe. Oh, yeah, no. A, a he fought things. the Dallas Cowboys, got kicked out of the game. Right, Like, so he listen. His run in New York was exciting for a minute, and then it's just, and now it's over. It's and now over. the Giants fans get to watch him win a couple Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah, with the Chiefs. How it works, yeah, absolutely. All right. So last night, Mojo ran a contest on their social media, and it was between uh, you were going to get fifty dollars on a giveaway to predict who moved the the most in uh, in Thursday night football. It was the choice between Lamar Jackson, Isaiah Likely, Kate Otten, and Zamir White. No. Rashad White. Him too. Yes. <laughs> Rashad White, sorry. Um, there's so many running backs. There's so many <laughs> backup running backs in this league, which, by the way, you could touch on that real quick. He's There's a little bit of a movement target-wise yes, in that yes, regard. Yes. I mean, I think it's definitely time to monitor the Tampa Bay running back situation as Leonard Fournette, you know, is just not getting it done. I think he had, he a, scored. He had a decent game yeah. yesterday. But as well, I'll put it better. I think that Rashad White is a little bit more of a spry back 
Leonard Fournette, he had weight issues coming into the year. I want to see how he holds up. He's typically gotten stronger as the seasons have gone on, but this Tampa Bay team, I, it's a, unfortunate for Rashad White owners in Dynasty Leagues that they're actually in a terrible division and it's going to keep them in it because if things got right. away, I think Rashad White will be I the starter. I think so, too. And, and it's funny because now His you're looking— His usage is going up anyway. He actually saw a 1% uptick yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. He's so. the only—I think him and Mike Evans were the only, only Tampa Bay players that saw even a slight uptick. So the reason why I bring up that contest is <laughs> I may or may not have won. Anybody see that? I won because I chose the most likely candidate. Dad joke insert there. Isaiah Likely. Well, you were you may have been one of the winners, and then you get randomly selected. So you didn't just win. If there's another person that oh, chose Isaiah Likely, not, uh, not everybody. Man, get I woke it. up thinking I was fifty dollars, but buddy. right back into maybe, the county. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. Doesn't matter. But Isaiah Likely matters, and he absolutely balled out last night. Uh, six catches, seventy-seven yards, a touchdown on seven targets. So he's catching everything around him. Reason why this happened is because Mark Andrews goes out early with a shoulder injury, who was already dealing with a, a, a lower injury. So Mark Andrews is banged up a little bit. Isaiah Likely, which we've mentioned his name on this show, we have. I think he was a bargain basement tight end or something like that, where we're like, watch out for the, this it guy. Been in the pitch. It, it might have been. I think he was. It might have been in the pitch. So maybe it never did see the light of day, except for the people that watched the show um, on that day. But Isaiah Likely. Obviously showing that his size, stature, the dude can ball, and Lamar Jackson liked to look his way seven times last night. So that's a big deal in, in the market. Yeah, and just so to give you an idea. I guess the MRI or whatever is going to happen with yeah, Mark Andrews, you we wait. have to wait and see. But likely, if, if there is bad news on Mark Andrews, then you're going to see another little uptick, I think, and likely just because of the opportunity. Yeah, so likely up 10% last night. That was a, a big and the biggest mover of the game, of the active players in the game. Um, so that's a, that's a big deal. And the Ravens offense, look, they had to have it last night. They're, they're, they're also struggling. I know their winners now have two straight, but you know, a lot of questions surrounding Lamar Jackson and even, you know, how I feel about Lamar, you know, like I, I think he's an all world athlete quarterback. Sometimes he was also spiking the ball into the earth, shorting passes, sidearm stuff. You're not Mahomes. Just knock it off. Play your game, stay consistent, and find your receivers. I mean, they did a lot better in the second half. That's been, they did. been they, they picked plaguing it up. them, sure. and they they played well in the fourth quarter. Sure. Um, it was a little sloppy, though. Yeah. Um, all right, so the third top mover of this week uh, was somebody My that boy. we've been— Yeah, we've been, we've been banging on this cabinet creation sports desk for a couple months now, and that's to diversify your portfolio with Devin Duvernay. Duvernay, again, showed another element of his game— the jet sweep action, running the ball. He rushes for two times for 33 yards. The biggest play, oh, obviously, is the big touchdown in this game. And that's actually the difference in this game is Duvernay's touchdown. As he jumps up another 3%, um, look, man, I, I'm looking at Duvernay as, as a absolute threat in so many areas. See, when you play fantasy football, right, you, you either get your receiving yards, your, but if you don't have him as a kick return, if you don't have the Baltimore defense, you don't get all the single accolades. This guy can score in so many ways, and that's why we've been saying for weeks now to, to get Duvernay in your portfolio. Yeah, when a guy like Duvernay enters the league, um, it took a little bit because he didn't have that, that uh, I wouldn't say – He's not the prototypical size of a receiver that you'd want. But right. when this guy has the ball, he makes good things happen. If you see, I don't think he's got that much usage this year. I don't have it in front of me. But I know that it's – look at yesterday. He only had six touches. Right? Yeah, but he, he makes touches, every and touch he, count. And he touches pay dirt. So I think that he's scored two rushing touchdowns. He has a kick return and a couple receiving touchdowns. You look at the Baltimore offense, J.K. Dobbins um, – Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews. Edwards goes down last night. The common theme is that everybody's been injured and banged up. The common state, uh, the mainstay in that lineup has been Devin Duvernay, and 
he's delivering, honestly. Yeah. He's definitely been up. I, I wish I put up his season-long chart because it's a nice-looking chart. Yeah, I'll look it up now because I'm curious to know as I pull up the old Mojo app on my phone. The only way you can do that is if you download it right now, and that's the way to play this game every uh, every day. So if I just put in in the search Duvernay, there he is. I don't have to search. He's a top mover. So you're looking for a week or a uh, month? Go the one month. One month. He's up 4%. There you go. Yeah, there you go. So for his, even for his year, you know, like from this point, from last point, he's up 2%. So the guy's moving, and and, and everybody looks at him. I still think that's way undervalued. Oh, absolutely. Now, Look at his price. Like, I'm, five, actually, five I'm actually happy to see that he's only gone up 4% because I think he's just going to stay consistent the way he's been playing all year. scratching the surface. Absolutely. All right. Week 8. We got ourselves... The NFL Week 8 slate coming at you. A lot of intriguing matchups within the Mojo market. Uh, you know, this show at least, because there's a lot of money to be made this weekend. We'll start on the local front, as we always do here in New Jersey. But coming soon, obviously, will be in other states, and we'll have to cater to those folks as well. Uh, but staying on the local front here, the Jets and the, um, the Patriots. Rivalry game. Everybody knows that the Jets have to have this one. It's been almost like if what feels like three decades since the Jets beat the Patriots. You know what I mean? It just feels like a very long time. Uh, when I look at this, now, Mac Jones was officially named the starter. You said it yesterday. And I was like, no, no, no. And you're like, yes, yes, yes. And I'm like, I don't think so. And he, yes. Bill Belichick has said Mac Jones is 100% go. He will start this game. Now, I look at Mac Jones, and I look at the Jets secondary giving up 220, uh, 223 through the air, which isn't incredibly no, a lot it's it's really good it's very good but when i look at mac jones right now and he's making something out of nothing look you go see all these uh, these receivers you know you got your Devonte parkers you got your uh who's the other um you got like three tight ends over there like they got yeah. guys that can catch the ball in new england right but Jacoby i look Jacoby myers yes Jacoby myers made a great catch last week um <laughs> i look at this the mac jones stock price and i'm like well why are you behind Bryce Young? Bryce Young hasn't taken a snap yet. And I feel like Mac Jones is looking at this. If he sees his own stock price, he's going to do the Jordan thing. You know, I took that personally. I think Mac Jones, believe it or not, has an agenda to really ball out this weekend because of the fact that there's been so much noise about Bailey Zappi, right? And obviously, Sauce Gardner has played incredible corner. But maybe Mac Jones makes enough moves this week to get going. Um, and, of course, the other guy. I think our, our guy here on the show, Zach Wilson, um, he's right behind Mac Jones as far as share price is concerned. Uh, he's in front of Trey Lance, another guy. So the Patriots only giving up 225 through the air. So both defenses are playing very well. Uh, who are you looking for in this game? The running backs. Okay. Um, I'm curious to see what James Robinson does mm. and, and how that role plays out. And Michael Carter, I want to know what's going on in the Jets' backfield. I think passing the football in this game is going to be difficult to come by for both offenses. As you saw, you just mentioned the, the passing yard stats. Uh, they're both very stingy against the pass. The Jets' offense, I'm I'm a little worried about it. I think that the the regression is now upon us. I, I feel like so? the Patriots' defense at home, coming off of a fairly embarrassing loss, they struggle against. This game's uh, in the Meadowlands. Oh, it is at MetLife. Sorry. See the way you listed it, it made me confused, and now I'm. Yeah, those graphics are backwards. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's at the middle. Okay. And Mojo will be present. <laughs> so that's why I know for a fact okay, they're going to okay, be there. Okay, so then the Patriots go into MetLife <laughs> embarrassed after having getting beaten by Justin Fields and the at Bears home. at home. <laughs> right. um, and I think last year in this game, the, the Patriots put it on the Jets really bad. Yeah, 55 one, points. Yeah, they, they really You talk about keeping receipts. And that was, yeah, <laughs> like that this. was the Mac Jones, uh, a Mac Jones game. So maybe there's some... 
an element of that there. But this is a very different Jets defense now, so I don't expect 55 points. I expect no. I don't expect half that by both teams combined. Honestly, <laughs> right. I think that you could really go safe on the under here. Yeah. <laughs> but this is going to be a running the football game. Uh, the Jets are a little banged up on offense. No Brees Hall, obviously, but Elijah Vera Tucker is the main one. Yeah, and that's a big one, man. And I don't know, You're man, nothing they're going to have to start line. leaning on Zach Wilson a little bit more. I'm not so sure. We might have to see him make more plays and not just manage the game the way he's been. And I'm not sure that that equals success for the Jets' offense. So I'm going to fade Zach Wilson on this one and short Zach on this. I know Ooh, it's, okay. it's unfortunate for the local community over here and the Jets, <laughs> but, yeah, the Patriots' defense coming off of a bad loss at home, I think they're going to light it up. And let's not make and any mistake. And they're going to blitz, blitz, blitz. Yeah, let's not make any mistake about it. Like, here's the thing, though. When Bill Belichick gets embarrassed like he did last week against Justin Fields and a running quarterback, Wilson has wheels. He ain't going to be running. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's, well, They he, have a plan. He's not going to be running, but I think what you're going to see here is you're going to see the the Patriots secondary is really good. They're going to play man on the Jets uh on the Jets receivers, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. And then they're going to blitz uh, Zach Wilson a ton. And if Zach Wilson could beat the blitz, which I don't think he can, it's not against be... the Bill. I think Bill Belichick's just got this. Yeah, it might be tough sledding. Um, all right, well. Interesting game to watch. Check it out. One o'clock. I think it's a one o'clock game um, over there at MetLife. Speaking of MetLife, the other team that plays there is traveling across the way and will be taking on the 12th man over in Seattle as the Giants take on the Seahawks. Um, it's a big, big deal uh, for both of these teams because both of these teams are an alarming stat. Yeah, bro. Dude. There's one game incredible. this There's one game this week between two uh, teams with a winning record, and it's the Giants <laughs> and the Seahawks. Who would have thought? If you put the, money on that, you're a yeah, millionaire. Yeah, we got the Packers, right the Bills this week. We got <laughs> I mean, 49ers, a, Rams. 49ers, Rams. Right. Go figure. It's unbelievable. So both teams are over 500, and it's the only matchup in week eight with two teams over 500, which, again, alarming. Um, but now – all eyes on for 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 this game in particular, and maybe the league, is on Daniel Jones. We've been talking a lot about Daniel Jones, about his obviously the, his ability to win the games. Um, but right now, I still feel like Daniel Jones is super super undervalued. If you want in on Daniel Jones right now, do it. Reason why I say that is because right now he's still sitting behind a guy like Marcus Mariota. If you're comparing guy, I'm like, come on, we all know that Daniel Jones is playing better than Mariota. Clearly, Mariota's got the bank value, and that's why he's there. But like, he's and Daniel Jones is like a tick, an uptick up Caleb Williams, who's in college. So the 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 reason why I bring this up is because Daniel Jones is not is not seen. The respect yet. He's up ten percent over the last month. He's got over twelve hundred yards passing. Uh, you know, so it's not. He hasn't turned the ball over. He turned the ball over once last week. But in comparison to what he's done, this could be a big game for him. And the Seattle Seahawks are giving up 265 through the air a week. Yeah, the, the So Seattle this could be big, but I don't know. Again, who's he throwing to? Is it he, Wandell? Who has he been thrown to? Daniel Jones seemingly doesn't do it a thing for the first three quarters, but then his fourth quarter stats, <laughs> right. he's like Big Ben that could run from last year. <laughs> right, right, know, right. Where Big Ben Good lit call. it up in the fourth quarter every week. Yeah, man, the, the Giants are winning games on guts and Brian Dable's uh, ability to just get in the team's face at the right time. Yeah. The numbers don't add up for a 6-1 and one team right now. Mm -hmm. It's just absurd to me how the Giants are keep on winning games the way they are, but you can't just – it comes to a point where you – you know, I've been fading the Giants for a month. <laughs> really, I've been losing money and fading the Giants for a month. At what it's got to happen eventually, right? <laughs> at what point do the Giants lose a game? I mean, it has it, to be this week. It, it has to be. For, for the love of going God. Going to Seattle, I think there's some rejuvenation in that Seattle crowd, and they expect it to be a losing team at this point. Seattle has is like in the driver's seat for the NFC West. Geno Smith, 
up 27% in the last month. So Geno Smith is somebody you might want to pay attention to today because obviously the Giants giving up 220 through the air, so not gaudy by any stretch. But look, he, I know he loses DK Metcalf, still has Tyler Lockett, still has Will Disley underneath, like, and obviously the emergence of Kenneth Walker. We talked about him this week. So the Seattle offense is humming right now, yeah, the Giants, and they're in front of their crowd. The and Geno... Little side story, Gino's the one who ruined Eli's record. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> so. uh, they wrote Gino off, but he ain't right back. He didn't write he's back. specifically talking about the Giants in that one. Oh, 100%. Like. Oh, the Giants and the Jets. He is shots fired at the New York Giants right then and there. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I agree with you on Daniel Jones. He's definitely undervalued at this point because we talked about it at length over the last couple of weeks about the contract that if you keep on winning football games and you are a playoff team Absolutely. in a contract year at the quarterback position, you're probably most likely 100% guaranteed going to get a new contract and i think daniel jones is in line for that the upcoming schedule is very very it's favorable it's very favorable especially in passing situations and we could possibly expect to see the giants add a piece to that uh, receiver room very soon and if we do get a piece to that receiver room by proxy daniel jones is going to see another uptick just for being in the, on the team. I've heard a lot of whispers about a reunion between Odell Beckham to uh, New York. I, I, mean, I, just, we're gonna have I, to I don't wait. want it. Odell, I don't want to do that. I hated Odell, Odell in New York. I've been Odell. I think Odell is just kind of having fun on social media and making making jokes. And I mean, yeah, he's joking around with Saquon and stuff. I get it. When you start talking about you might sign with one team, then the team that wants you will maybe reach out and offer a little bit more. So it's a little gamesmanship. We'll I see. don't think Odell is going to catch passes from Daniel Jones. I just don't see well, it happening. You never know. Um, and it's going to be until December anyway, so... The Giants, there's some football that would be played in between then. And is I there? think I think Odell is gonna wait and see on um, what happens and he's gonna pick He's a pulling a Weddle. He's going to a playoff team in January. Nothing wrong we'll with that. Nothing wrong with that at Tear all. ACL, so is Gronk, by the way. If the Bucks sneak in, Gronk is your tight end one in January. hundred percent Um anyway, moving on. Another game that might get ugly based off of the teams and the matchups here is the Eagles and the Steelers. Now, I'm gonna say it right now. I've made more money by investing in Jalen Hurts than I ever thought I could. On the flip side, I've also earned a lot of money with Kenny Pickett, calling the fact that he was going to be the quarterback eventually. So that was a futuristic Nostradavis kind of move there. Where I, Yeah, like that? Nah, I'm trademarking the crap out of that. Um, but I, I, I knew Kenny Pickett was going to get in there eventually. I went in there. I slapped a multiplier on him when they were giving him out. And I said, yeah, I'm in. Right now, flipping back over, Jalen Hurts is in line for a couple good weeks here. As he faces a Steeler team that's given up 285 a week through the air. And then on top of that, Jalen Hurts gets the Texans next week on a Thursday night. Right now, I'm telling you, he's there's an offer of 10, a 10% multiplier on Jalen Hurts. Do it now. Because this guy is through the roof. He's up 50% over the last year. From his career, he's up 279%. He is outperforming everybody's expectations. Jalen Hurts is one of those guys that if you don't get on him now, you're going to miss the boat. Put the multiplier on him. Trust me when I tell you, this next couple weeks, you will cash in. And do what you want to do after that. You know, the, sk the schedule for the Eagles, it's a, it's a cakewalk. Right now, I think it's the 31st easiest strength of schedule. So it's like, holy hell. Like, yeah, it's, it's if, not you're, if you're involved in the mojo market, I think it's time to get involved with Jalen Hurts. I mean, I did it. That was one if of my first investments. already, because you, you know, if looking around the, the NFC, the landscape, the Eagles are going to be there deep in this one. They're going to get a buy. It's almost guaranteed at this point, unless they could somehow... Uh, lose four games and the Giants win out, you know, because that's I mean, what I think is going to have to happen. Yeah. I, I think the Eagles are in a really good spot. They're definitely going to be in some playoff games. And look at that receiving core right now. AJ Brown, AJ Brown right now leading the target, 53 targets, 33, 500 yards already, two touchdowns. And then obviously you have, uh, you know, Devonta Smith and, over there. And clearly the Eagles and what they've done with Roseman, the 
their GM is the best in football right now. He's all now. in. He's all and, in. He's and pulling we around. Could, we could fully expect the same thing with the Giants, where I talked about during in the market for a receiver. This weekend is going to be very interesting to see who does and doesn't play more so than they usually do. And uh, out of the guys that we've talked about being potentially traded. Trade deadlines next I Tuesday. I think the Eagles are definitely in on a Kareem Hunt, and they were definitely in on any other running back that would bolster that room. So we could possibly see even more weapons for Jalen Hurts. <sighs> Not fun times if you're a Cowboys fan or a Giants fan or a Commanders fan <laughs> because the NFC East is right now being taken over by the Philadelphia Eagles and their entire front office. All right, moving on. What do we got next? It is another great game on paper, and that is the Los Angeles Rams and the 49ers. Now, again, when this schedule comes out, you look at this this game in particular, and you're like, all right, this game's going to slap. Absolutely going to be a banger. The problem is the Rams have gotten off to a really weird start. Uh, there's a running back situation in L.A. There's a receiver situation in L.A. There's an offensive line situation in L.A. L.A. is hurting right now. And the one thing I want to say over all of this is that Matt Stafford, I feel terrible for you, buddy. I, I understand you're coming off the Super Bowl win. That is your peak because now it's been a steady decline ever since. And he was in the 100 Club at Mojo for a little while. And now he's sitting there $3 short. He keeps going down. Look, there's lots of bank value on, uh, on Matt Stafford. So if you, you get on him now, you're going to get a lot of that. But future-wise, offensive line woes. You know, they bring off Van Jefferson off the IR this week. That could help. But you're nothing without the offensive line, man. It's, it's quick passes. Akers is on his way out. Can Henderson take the load? Is Sonny Michelle? There's a lot of bad things happening in L.A., and now they're going against a very, very good defense in the San Francisco 49ers. So right now, I'm telling you, right, my play of the week right now is the short Matt Stafford with the multiplier. Do it. Um, I, I just feel like it's it's just a, it's just time. It's it's it stinks because he's a good dude, but he's about to outside, he's gonna be in for a hurt. Outside of the playoff game last year, the Rams have not beaten the 49ers mm. under the, and under um, Kyle Shanahan yet. I think they're 0 and 7. It's I'm not sure situation. the exact numbers, but I know for a fact that Kyle Shanahan completely owns Sean McVay in the head to head. I don't know if I expect much to change now because the the Rams' offensive line is just abysmal. The 49ers' defensive front is starting to get a little bit healthier, and they're coming off of a bad loss, and maybe even two at that. I think the 49ers lost two games in a row. Yeah, it's been tough. They, they, they got blown they got out beat, by the Falcons. Beat up by the Falcons and then beat up last week by the by the Chiefs. Uh, this is a good, a good game for them to figure things out because it's a division game that they got to have. Um, whoever loses this game is really looking at an uphill battle to get back in the division race. Um, I wouldn't even say the division race. Seattle's not too far ahead, right? It's like a one-game lead. Two games, maybe. Uh, they're the only team over 500. Yeah, they're <laughs> That's four, for sure. Are they four and three? Yeah, they're four and three, and so the Rams are th the Rams are 500. And while I keep saying doom and gloom, the Rams are 500 at three and three coming off a bye. And so they have a chance to right all the wrongs. It's just none of the pieces and are did, falling. And they did have three losses against the 49ers, the Bills, and the Cowboys, who are the three best defensive fronts in football. Perfect. But guess what? They're playing the 49ers again, best one of the best defensive Not a good football. situation. It's not a good spot <laughs> at all. I do expect the Rams to possibly make a deal, but it's not going to be for this Sunday. So No, it's uh, not. Too late for that. Back or a receiver. They're in on almost every player. We all know that. Interested you know? to see the usage of a Christian McCaffrey week two now into his 49er tenure. Um, so we'll see about that. Obviously, everybody around him gets better. You know, it opens up the field. Debo Samuel going to be running around. Brandon Ayuk. Uh, you also have, obviously, George Kittle, who hasn't really come on so far. And, you know, it was National Tight Ends Day last week, and he balled out. Yeah, so. I, I think they took the training wheels off McCaffrey in practice this week. Yeah, he's gonna absolutely. Be he's going to be full if go. If you look yeah. at the other 49ers projections in fantasy, the Jeff Wilsons, and the yeah. other, they're, they're just they're down. non-existent. So Christian McCaffrey is going to see the field a ton this week. All right. 
Moving on to a very, very interesting game. Now, I know on paper you're like, well, why, Dave? Well, because the Vikings are quietly 5-1, and one, and the Cardinals are coming off their best game. So the reason why I say uh, this game in particular is because the Vikings are giving up 288 a week on uh, through the air. And Kyler Murray is somebody that I've never been a big fan of. Um, I've always think that he's he comes up short. I mean, it writes itself. No pun intended there, but... What I'm saying is Kyler Murray has not delivered yet. Last week, he gets DeAndre Hopkins back. He delivers a little bit, right? So right now, he's down 6% in the month. Now, you heard the phrase in the in the markets, buy the dip, right? Buy them when they're lowest. Right now, he's on the downwards turn of just the last couple weeks, right? The last month. Now might be the time. Gets DeAndre Hopkins back. They're offering a five-time multiplier on this guy. He's clearly a good quarterback and clearly still undervalued as he's behind Trevor Lawrence and just in front of Ryan Tannehill. So, like, when you look at a Kyler Murray, don't you think that he should be a little bit higher? And I understand that the experience factor does come into play, the bank value. I get all that. But what I'm saying is Kyler Murray, who I've never been a fan of, showed me something last week, and now he's got a Vikings team giving up 288 a week through the air. So, again... I'm in on Kyler Murray this week. I might put the multiplier on him, honestly. Uh, that's how I'm going to get my biggest bang for my buck when it comes to him. Does he turn the ball over? Sure does, right? But, like, you just, I don't know. The return of DeAndre Hopkins, I feel like this kid has found a new, a little bit of a new confidence and a new rejuvenation of his contract, big contract year that he came out. You know, he's got paid. So now, like, everybody's like, oh, well, you got paid already, so it's done. I mean, DeAndre, Murray looks okay. DeAndre Hopkins' presence makes that offense just 100%. so much better Tenfold. and harder to stop. I think they get James Conner back this week, too. So they are without Marquise Brown. So I don't know that Kyler Murray is going to get his full glut of weapons this season once at all, right? Because we, we might right. have Marquise Brown out for the entire year. I think there's, like, news. That seems to be likely. Well, honestly. maybe. I think it's, like, 50-50. Yeah, it could I mean, happen. Just, we'll those see how the those season plays injuries, out. Yeah. I think if they play themselves back into contention, which they can in this division, um, then you could see a Marquise Brown return. But I do I do agree. They're in a good spot right now. Because they're going to be playing um, in a ton of meaningful football games if they want to keep their season alive. Uh, I do believe that Kyler Murray is going to light it up this week at the very least. Minnesota is one of the worst teams, one of the worst 5-1 and one teams in the history of the NFL. We talked about this the other day when we were trying to bash the Giants. The Minnesota Vikings fit that same mold. I think that they, the, the Vikings get this. Everybody thinks the Vikings are better than they are because of their offense lights it up, and the, the Giants do things a little different. You could see on paper the Vikings have a way better offensive roster. But at the end of the day, the Vikings and the Giants are still winning football games with bad metrics, yeah. and usually that catches up to you. I think in this one is a chance that the Vikings give up a ton of points. I'm going to smack the over, <laughs> and I will go along on a five-time multiplier on Kyler as well. And DeAndre Hopkins is a no-brainer for me. Absolutely. All this right. one. one more game to get to. We had to get to it. It's a Sunday night thriller uh, again. When the schedule comes out, you're like, yeah, we're getting Rodgers and Allen on a Sunday night football. Yikes. It's been a tough sledding for the Packers. Tough sledding here at Chop Studios. I see him. He's just moping. We're moping around. My team stinks. <laughs> like, it's just the way it is over here. But is this a get-right game for the for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? Now, look, I, the, the spread is, is just disrespectful it's to me. It's definitely not a get-right game. Have you ever seen a spread this large against a Aaron Rodgers No, this team? is the first time Aaron Rodgers has been a, a double-digit underdog. That's insanity. It's not. I, I mean, it makes sense. that The pro, the point spread is what it, it should be. I understand, but Jesus. <laughs> like it's, it's Look, when it comes to Rodgers and it comes to this offense, he is searching, searching for people to throw the ball to. And, look, it, it's unfortunate for him because there's nobody that's coming or answering the call. So I'm looking at this game in particular. 
as a chance to short Aaron Rodgers with a 10-time multiplier. I, I think it's going to be tough sledding. The Bills' defense keeps getting a little healthier every week. Um, I mean, look, it's in, it's Sunday night, prime time. He's been also, like, I'm not going to, look, if I'm going to bash Tom Brady in the beginning of the show, I'm going to bash Aaron Rodgers at the end of the show. Everything you've heard from this guy, he's becoming, if you're not a Packer fan, he's becoming very unlikable. <laughs> he really He's throwing guys under the bus. He's telling everybody they're running the wrong routes, missed assignments, blah, blah, blah. Never, he's like, becoming, I'm playing I feel bad. like Aaron Rodgers now, is one of the most hated guys over the last five years. It and this seems year, that way. This year, it just seems like he doesn't care. I mean, he put the villain haircut going on. Like, he looks like... I don't care about anybody. So he needs to start caring about football games because they need to have this win. They Look, go to three and five in the NFC North where the Vikings possibly moved to six and one. Holy hell. I have smoke <laughs> shooting out of my ears right now because Dave just told me that Aaron Rodgers does not care about football games. Did you see the look of that man at the end of the game last week when they when they tried on that crazy Whatever you want to call it, trick play at the yeah, end. Yeah, you game. want to face down. I've seen face that with my boy Tony Romo fa plenty down. of times. So did Tony Romo in that moment? What do you think he was feeling? Do you feel? Do you think that joy was, that it was all yeah, over? <laughs> you know, was he was he like I, I don't care? No, does that, look, does that look like a man that doesn't care to you? No, Dave, Aaron Rodgers cares. I promise you, he cares. Um, I'm not so sure about his approach in the media and things like that, but not I'm well. not here to judge all that. I'm here to say that the Packers need to not worry about Aaron Rodgers so much, and they need to hand the football to Aaron Jones. If there's going to be a chance in this one, it's going to be to slow down that Bills offense. There has been success against this Bills team, particularly in the first half, running the football. What? Game. I'm pointing to the J.K. Dobbins, the Baltimore game where Buffalo had to fight back in okay, the second fine, half. Okay, fine, but I'm right? just letting you know the Bills' uh, defensive running, rush attack is only no, no, no. 76 a game. Yeah, you do not have to let me know. Trust me, I'm fully aware. <laughs> but there has been spurts where I've watched Bills games where I've seen them give up chunk plays on the ground. Right. The Packers have been, this season, uh, as of a week and a half ago, a top-five rushing team in the NFL. They just stopped running the ball. I think if we get back to that, the number, I'm going to I'm gonna say 10.5 is a little bit big of a number if the Packers could run the ball effectively. But we're not here to talk about gambling. <laughs> we're here to talk about the mojo market. If you shorting Rodgers too? On, I'm not shorting <laughs> Rodgers, but I'm not going long on him by any stretch. Uh, I think it's time to get in on Aaron Jones a little bit because yeah. if the Packers are going to win this game. That's the recipe. That's the recipe. Absolutely. They're 31-2 when Aaron Jones gets the ball 15 Alarming times. Alarming stat. I have Coach, an idea. You I know have this. an idea. Start the game off with mm -hmm. 15 handoffs up the middle to Aaron Jones. You and win. And then the game is over. You, you win. Even have to play it, and then we all the get to be see six, three. You we win. all get to see an uptick in the mojo market. But no, no, no. Seriously, um, I would say Josh Allen's probably going to have a little bit of tougher time passing the football against this defense. And they, the Bills, don't really run the ball well, and that plays well for us. But I don't know because we're going to have to be so stingy stopping the pass. There might be some openings, just like there always is on the Green Bay run defense. <laughs> I, I do think that the matchup lines up in terms of. The Packers have it, being able to have some type of success in this game, mm -hmm. but it, we haven't seen it in over a month. It's been a rough October. You know, the the Bills running backs, Devin Singletary is undervalued or he's valued where he should be, but this could be the week where he has or is, 200 the, rush yards as and the two text, touchdowns. As the text I received from Chris was, hoodie season is whack. Yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> not a to, fan of October. I used to love right October because it was Yankee playoffs and the Packers were always good. <laughs> Now it's I'm Yankees done with the hoodies. Done and the Packers are And we're good. done with this show. So you can actually follow Mojo on all social media platforms right now at Mojo. Do yourself a favor. They are in uh 
putting out some tremendous content on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all the all the great contests. Look for them on Twitter. Um, obviously, keep your eyes on mojo.com for all your in-depth analysis. Um, there are bloggers out there. Absolutely incredible. That's where we get a lot of our insight each and every day. And, of course, join the Discord. The conversation was booming last night as people were seeing Isaiah Likely absolutely ball out so go join the discord each and every game night even on off nights why not have a conversation share your portfolio invest responsibly this weekend enjoy the football one last thing Dak prescott 15 time multiplier go oh, long right now nobody go believe, short nobody listen, believes listen that. go short on ezekiel elliott he might not play so if that happens do, 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 right it happens that's just the way i'm Fade. throwing it out there Fade. have a good night for dave starchio chris gucci enjoy your weekend enjoy the football see you back here on monday Actually, go Dak. Yes. This week. Yes.